following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour. You're listening into Unity FM 93.5 and my name is Kathleen Roach-Nagy. We have in the studio with us Rebecca Williams who, who's been enlightening us about schools and what to look out for when we're trying to look for the right school for our child, bearing in mind that each child is different. So first we need to know our children and then know which school is the right school for each one of those children. Now, you may remember before the commercial break and the news that we were telling you about some or giving you some tips about that. So we we looked uh, at first the school website, your first port of call. Then she mentioned about the importance of Ofsted report and looking at that. And she told you where you could go to find that. Then looking at the SATS report and what does that mean? And looking at the DF. E performance tables and what does that mean in relation to the school and then what we were just talking about before the commercial break was visiting the school to see is that school the right, the appropriate school for my children, the right nurturing atmosphere as Rebecca described it earlier on to raise our children because our children are a human being yes we want them to achieve academically but we also want their confidence their self esteem to increase over the years that they're in school and to enjoy their experience in school and build memories when they so that when they look back on their school days when they have children that they will have fond memories of that time and this is important for each parent to to consider that to consider each child and and trying to find the right school for that child so i was about to ask rebecca what questions would we ask the school when we're being uh, shown around how do we know what questions are the right questions and have you got any questions that actually are good questions for us to ask (laughs) i've been fortunate through my work to visit so many schools Mm -hmm. scores and scores of schools around birmingham and i've noticed that they're not all the same Mm -hmm. um they can be quite different Mm -hmm. they might have a different kind of ethos within the school Mm and how they relate to the children um so a question that i would ask is whether the school has a particular vision particular values that they stick to Mm -hmm. um what matters to them their vision and their values it's also worth noting that some schools in birmingham are faith schools so Mm -hmm. primarily of course they're either catholic or church of england schools but we do have some islamic faith schools Mm -hmm. and we have a Jewish faith primary school as well. Mm -hmm. So regardless of which school you choose, you're going to want to ask um, in terms of the needs of your child, and presuming the majority of our listeners are Muslim, that um, whether they will be able to meet the requirements of their faith, whether they will be able to respect their faith. And that can vary from school to school. If I look at my eldest son, now almost 17, Uh, in autumn Mm -hmm. Um, when he was younger he attended village school some way out from Birmingham and he was the only Muslim in his entire key stage Mm -hmm. and it's fair to say that the school were incredibly respectful Mm -hmm. and welcoming of his faith mm-hmm. um, he went and prayed her mm-hmm. at lunchtime they even offered to buy him a prayer mat mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, again 
you know, there were no issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But again, depending on your requirements, your children's requirements, these are questions that you're going to want to ask. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that a question that so many parents often ask is about halal meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to say, this is a little bit of a bugbear of mine. Um, it is nice if the school makes an effort mm-hmm. to provide halal meat, um, but I'm not entirely convinced the children need to have meat every lunchtime. This mm-hmm. is my opinion. Mm-hmm. And of course we would want a good healthy vegetarian option. We would want to ensure that efforts have been made to ensure that the food was kept separate from food which is not halal. Mm-hmm. But there are other more important questions to ask. I'm sure I they could. the children could bring a packed lunch. Yes, I mean this is how my right. children went to school. <laughs> yes. uh, they went to school with well, packed lunch. There yes. was meals available. They actually <laughs> didn't want the meals. They wanted a packed lunch. No, thanks to the Lib Dems in the previous coalition, children who are in foundation stage or key stage one, that's years one and two, do get a free me- meal anyway. Oh, really? Uh, whether oh, you're that's, that's regardless of your income, the meal is mm-hmm. free. Okay. Um, so you might want to take that up. Okay. That's <laughs> and then, of yes. course, we have at least 36% of children in Birmingham who are eligible for free school meals. So again, mm. you know, 36%? Parent, that's that's approximate. Mm. It might mm. be slightly higher, actually. Mm. Um, so it might be higher. If, if, you know, if your family are eligible for free school meals, then again, you're going to want to make sure that they cater to your child's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, There are other questions you might want to, for example, uh, once children get a little older, want to ask about what the changing arrangements are for PE. Mm. I'm certainly aware of a number of schools in Birmingham um, where the boys and girls in year five and six, some of whom may have reached puberty, Mm -hmm. um, are getting changed in the same room Mm. together. Um, And again... Uh, you may want to ask how the collective worship is run Mm -hmm. and how the RE syllabus is run. Birmingham Local Authority have an agreed RS syllabus, which is pretty Mm wide-ranging and encompasses all faiths. Mm -hmm. It was quite groundbreaking in the sense that previously, unfortunately, a lot of RE syllabus syllabi looked at faith as though those of different faiths were sort of zoo animals to be studied, study what they do and oh look at the weird clothes they wear and this is where oh they dear. well oh dear. no the Birmingham syllabus looks at particular um, components that we all have in common such as being honest, mm. being grateful um, caring for each other, caring for our environment Great and so there. it takes these aspects mm. and it looks at them in the context context of all faiths. Mm-hmm. Some schools will look at that if they have a majority Muslim pupil body, primarily in the context of the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. Some might look at it in the context of other faiths, but we'll mm-hmm. still bring in different faiths to that study. So we're accepting the similarities mm-hmm. between our faiths rather than our differences. Which so that's great for Birmingham. We're leading on that. That's wonderful. It's what the, it was some years old. Mm-hmm. It's what the Quran really tells us to mm-hmm. do is mm-hmm. to look at our some come and let us see what we believe mm-hmm. that is so similar mm-hmm. uh, rather than focusing on our differences. Exactly. Our religion tells us that but I really uh, uh, didn't know that also Birmingham led on that as, yes. a, as a council so that that's really good And, yeah. very and then again individual schools will have their own take on that mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. find out how things are yeah. in different schools. In terms of collective worship it's mm-hmm. a legal requirement for children to take part in and the majority of schools will 
given that they have such a multi-faith pupil body, have a rather general act of collective worship. Mm. But you as a parent need to consider how comfortable you would be if it was a very specifically Christian act of collective worship, mm. which may involve specific prayers mm. and actions. Mm-hmm. You need to decide as a parent whether mm. you're happy with that mm-hmm. and what the school's reaction would be if you were to work as is your legal right withdraw your child from that act of worship mm-hmm. um, so again questions to ask in terms of the general school's philosophy um, you might want to ask what the school's approach is to discipline and behaviour mm-hmm. and bullying and how they deal with it uh, you might ask what kind of resources are available to students. I was surprised to find there are still schools in Birmingham without a proper lending library. And so I want to see the school's lending library and check that pupils are able to take books out and that they are Mm -hmm. encouraged to read. Um, What about extra parts of the curriculum, things that might interest you, such as art and drama and music, um, opportunities for clubs... Um, programs for both gifted students as well as those who require extra support in some areas. Um, what kind of professional development opportunities do teachers have for themselves? That's right. So um, could you, could you ask that if you're having a tour? I would ask school? that to a school leader. Right. Yes, okay. Say how do you support teachers' professional development? Um, okay. And I would want to hear an answer such as, um, you know, we have some literacy leaders in our school. Um, we attend regular courses and programs. We have links with other local schools to share best practice. Mm-hmm. I would want to see that um, if English is not your child's first language, if they're not relatively new to English, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then you're going to want to ask what support is there for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ofsted will have noted the areas for improvement within the school. They mm-hmm. might have noted a few weaknesses. So I might want to ask what the school has done. That report might be three or four years old or even mm-hmm. five years old. Mm-hmm. The school might have made huge progress. So I'd want to ask mm-hmm. what they've done in those areas. If you want to go really deep, you might want to ask what the school's priorities are for the mm-hmm. coming three years, what they're working on. Okay. Um, And again, resources are not everything. But from my experience of visiting schools, I have seen schools that are maybe not that clean or tidy or organised, and that can tell you something. I was just talking to Kathleen in the Mm. break (laughs) and saying that um, it's a quite odd situation because only last week I was myself visiting a number of schools with a view to finding a school for my youngest son, almost six years old, uh, who's home educated at present. And that's something, again, that's an option for parents and something that can work out very well as a working mum and as my son is getting older it was something I was looking at to look at some schools Mm -hmm. and I went to one school not mentioning any Mm -hmm. names here (laughs) I want to keep the place available I'm only joking (laughs) Um, I went to one school um, which from the out out of side of it um, was certainly in a relatively deprived area of Birmingham uh, with 33% of pupils on free school meals um, no specific grass greenery trees Mm -hmm. an old Victorian building and yet I was very impressed by the school Um, the head teacher was very clearly a strong leader 
mm-hmm. and I would look for a strong leader and a head up over and above somebody who's very very nice mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just my own experience mm-hmm. um, because a head needs to be a strong leader to ensure that standards are maintained at the school mm-hmm. um, the head was a strong leader that was clear and the, one of the first things he said to us was teachers never shout at children in oh, the school um, nice as we went around the school I could see that standards were very high the results on the data dashboard show that they're well above the national average and so in order to get those standards despite the intake um, the re- teaching must be very rigorous mm-hmm. um, it's simply the attitude that comes across I noticed that the children were calm but also lively and mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. and that came across to me um, they weren't afraid of the head uh, when he walked around yeah. or of other teachers. Yeah. They were polite, but they were confident, happy in mm. their own skin. So they're um, the tips to finding yes, the nurturing I'm just bit. speaking from my own experience. Well, actually, I'd like I to felt. add to my own experience yes. when my children were young too up north, and this was what attracted me to the primary school that I put them in, even though we had to drive a bit of distance, again, because of that maybe that long leader, that strong leadership but that kindness and compassion and the fun like approach to education that he put forward um, so that children were enjoying coming to school that's right mm. yes and it was quite odd because I also actually set something in store by my children's opinions mm-hmm. um, the younger they are the better because <laughs> I feel that they're very innocent at that age mm-hmm. they really are quite innocent they're close to Fitra and they can sometimes gain a feeling mm-hmm. that we might not have guessed when they're with adults when they're with people about whether they trust them or not mm-hmm. and as we left this school after some discussion um, my son looked at the head teacher and said and it's very small not quite mm-hmm. six uh, he said excuse me and he took out a sweet from his pocket <laughs> old sweet from his pocket and he handed it to the head oh. without saying anything else and um, the head very graciously said thank you I really enjoy mm-hmm. that and it was simply that little exchange mm-hmm. That affected me too. Mm -hmm. I can't really put a finger on it. Mm -hmm. All I know is that we went to another school and immediately as I walked in, I didn't feel a very friendly vibe. Mm -hmm. I have to be honest. It was a very modern building, very beautiful, uh, wonderful resources, high results too. And... (laughs) And one of the first things my son said was, I am not going to this school. And he said it quite loudly and repeatedly in front of the people who were speaking to us. Mm. Um, And I just felt that. I can't Mm. put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. There was yet another school um, where I felt that the children didn't seem to be lively enough. Mm. They seemed a bit tired and browbeaten. Um, I can't fully explain it, but very subdued. And just knowing my own son, who is an extrovert, very, very lively, loud extrovert, Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine that he'd be entirely happy there. Mm. If I had an introvert who was very quiet themselves, that Mm. might have worked well. Mm. Um, But it's those little things that you might pick up on. Um, It's about meeting children's needs. Uh, When you talk to staff are they happy to talk to your child Mm -hmm. are they happy to get down onto their level and speak Mm -hmm. to them or do they simply regard them as a bit of an annoyance well Um, that's from my own experience as well I must say that the head teacher that comes down to their level and actually takes out time to have a conversation with the child gives you a lot of information about that person rather than somebody else who's just talking to the parents and showing them around Mm -hmm. when children know that their teachers care for them Mm -hmm. they do learn 
Mm-hmm. I just feel that from my experience of being a tutor, mm-hmm. that when I work with children, first and foremost, I respect them. Mm-hmm. I respect their abilities, their innate personality, mm-hmm. their needs, mm-hmm. their aspirations, their potential. And I care very, very deeply about them reaching that. Once they realise that, mm-hmm. they do tend to make enormous progress. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I'm asking for a lot, but mm-hmm. we're looking for a school that ultimately does that, respects the child, mm-hmm. respects their background. Mm-hmm. their needs, their rights, mm-hmm. and their hopes for the future. Mm-hmm. That's important. Yeah. Wow, so that's how we choose a nurturing <laughs> school. And so that was a lot... It's not so straightforward. It's just <laughs> not very straightforward at all. So I think it's also important when you're filling in your application mm-hmm. to make sure there's a school on there that you know you can get into. You yeah. might have seen lots of wonderful schools, mm-hmm. but if you look at the distance measurement and you're unlikely to get into any of them, mm-hmm. you don't want to be left in a situation where you haven't been offered any of your choices. For primary in Birmingham, you're given four choices of schools. Right. For secondary, you're given six choices. Mm-hmm. And yet every year I hear of parents who have not received any of them. And they're mm-hmm. often then allocated a school, which is usually a very poorly performing school mm-hmm. and is usually very very far from their house mm-hmm. um, and it causes great difficulty for parents mm-hmm. so yeah, ring Birmingham admissions team or email them it's a little mm-hmm. easier and speak to somebody and ask about your chances of getting in you can't mm-hmm. get full information have a look online and see on the Birmingham admissions booklet what the last scoring was mm-hmm. for that child mm-hmm. so we do need to be careful that um, we're generally happy with at least the sixth school that we put on Alice. Yeah. Now, the order you put them in is important too because you will get the first school on your list if you meet the criteria for that school. The schools do not know where you have put them. Okay. And every year parents make mistakes, particularly for secondary school, with mm-hmm. filling in their form. For example, I'll give you an example. Um, a parent, um, they wanted their child to go to King Edward's Camp Hill School for Girls. Mm-hmm. They weren't totally sure whether they'd get in, mm-hmm. so they thought they'd better make sure they had a backup. Mm-hmm. So as number one choice, they put Mosley School. Mm-hmm. As a number two choice, they put King Edward's Camp Hill School for Girls. Mm-hmm. Now that child would have got into King Edward's Camp Hill. They mm-hmm. did get the score to make it um, but they were offered mostly because mostly was their first choice mm. and they've met the criteria mm. they were not allowed to appeal for the grammar school because they had been offered their first choice and you cannot wow. appeal for a school further down than the one you've been offered right. so what they should have done is of course just put the scores in the order of genuine preference mm. if that child had put down number one King Edward's Camp Hill school for girls number two mostly school mm. and they didn't meet the score for Camp Hill they would have still been offered mostly school right yeah. so that's important to, to think about this yeah. and, and really be concentrate when you're doing this and, and be aware of the consequence of this and actually to have six choices is really good because some of the counties I around Birmingham to show it's only three they yes. don't have this yes, <laughs> yes so it's really okay. people in Birmingham should be uh, are privileged to have the choices and little mistakes like this this is why we have you uh, here Rebecca telling us about this and explaining this today because these little mistakes cost a child the future as you say then they couldn't appeal and then they missed out on their first choice 
Yes. So that's and an again, if you're seeking an in-year admission for mm-hmm. your child, if your child is not going into reception or going mm-hmm. into secondary school, but you need something in the middle of the school, um, Birmingham Admissions can give you some information about where there are places. But I would still strongly suggest that you ring around individual schools because you'd be surprised mm-hmm. where places do pop up that may not have been on the Birmingham Admissions system. So start ringing around the individual schools, mm-hmm. uh, visiting them going down with your ID, your child's birth certificate, just putting a child on those lists. And that's more likely to get your place than simply waiting around until it appears on the admissions system. Right, and so yes, you go down to For child people who have moved to the city to or who need a change of school for some reason okay. or moved to a different area. Mm-hmm. Even um, if the school was full, you still go down and just put it on the waiting list? Yes, or? because waiting lists move. Mm-hmm. And in some areas of Birmingham, they move faster than others Mm, as mm -hmm. families move in and out Mm, mm -hmm. of the area so it is worth doing Ah, so that's a very good tip as well so just go down visit the school and when you're happy with it put your child on registering that in that school that's right Mm. they may not agree to take you around the school until a place is available Mm -hmm. that's understandable Mm -hmm. Um, but you can do your research put your child down Mm -hmm. and then of course you'll be offered a visit once that place is available can you put your child down in more than one school of course all yes, right, of okay. Course. As okay. many as you want. Okay, so <laughs> parents, there's no excuse there. You can uh, get your child down. You and I'm talking about in year admissions. Yes. If you're applying for reception or you're applying for secondary school, you fill in the local authority preference form yeah. and you put your in there. Um, there are actually far more secondary schools now than we were used to because we have got in Birmingham uh, new schools. We have free schools. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Birmingham Secondary Admissions Booklet, there's information about that. Mm-hmm. We have schools now that start children in year 10 or year 9, such as Waverley mm-hmm. Studio College mm-hmm. and also the Aston University Engineering School, uh, which is recruiting pupils for year 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have new schools such as the Birmingham University School and other free schools. They are coming up all the time. So... I'll put a link. I think yeah. we'll, we'll put the link. Yeah, up. that would be really, really good indeed. And we'll try to, to to make sure that you've got the names of all of those schools. Some of them are even coming up and new to me. It is certainly a more complicated education system than we had six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we have free schools, we have academies, and we have community schools, and still the usual voluntary aided, usually church schools as well. Mm. Um, so you need to apply to the local authority, but you need to fill in the separate form for children uh, to attend different schools. Faith schools will normally ask for a separate form to be filled in. So will academies and free schools. Of course, with the grammar schools, you need to apply. Uh, and we haven't even come to that yet, indeed. <laughs> and we're coming towards the end of our show. Would you believe we're in the last minute of the show today? And we wanted to talk about the grammar school. So I'm, I'm wondering, Brecca, can we invite you back next week? maybe to do that because that right. really it's has that's a whole topic, topic in itself, in itself. It is. Um, I would yes. say before we end that mm. the applications are open for grammar school so if you're okay. listening and your child is in year 5 and you're looking for grammar school place mm. you do need to make that application as soon as possible Okay, um, so can we talk more about that next week? Next definitely. Week. Well, yes. I def- we definitely need you back next week to revise all we've just done now and to talk about schools and how to get p- choose a school, especially the nurturing side of things, and then more about the grammar schools next week, inshallah. So please do phone in or email us in if you've got any questions for Rebecca next week and have a good week, inshallah.